You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast, and I'm your host, Emily Cummins. You know, we're all on this grand journey, becoming who God made us to be. And that's what this podcast is all about. You'll hear stories of fellow warriors becoming who God made them to be. And you'll discover resources designed to equip you on your own becoming journey. So grab your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and let's dive into today's episode. Hey, Becoming Me. I am so excited to introduce you to my warrior friend, Bridget. Bridget, welcome to Becoming Me. Hey, Emily. Gosh, I'm so glad to be here with you. Um, She might mention this, guys, but we're like real life friends. And so I'm just really, really excited to be here with her. I've seen her develop what she has going on, and it has been so fun to watch and follow along with and to hug her neck and to cheer her on because she cheers on so many people. And I'm just glad to be here. Oh, you are so kind. And literally that was gonna be one of my first things to highlight for people. Like I have the privilege of knowing so many people digitally um, through social media, through sharing stories, podcasting, but not many of the people whose stories we share do I know in real life. And so it is a joy to know you just in the real world as well, not not just the digital world. And I loved the fact that literally it was like a week ago at the time of this recording, we're at an event together And so I was able to hug you, cheer you on. And then um, we had a warrior conversation and now filming your becoming story. So it's just, it's a joy to know you. You're amazing. You're kind. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. (laughs) Absolutely. So obviously Bridget and I are friends and I'm excited for y'all to get to know her as a new warrior friend. So if someone was a new friend to you, Bridget, just take a moment and introduce yourself. Like who is Bridget? Yeah. So first and foremost, I like to tell you that I'm a child of God and the daughter of the King, because he is the reason why I'm here today, really. And so I will tell you and talk about Jesus until you're like, all right, can we talk about something else? And I'll be like, yeah, we can, but he's going to come back. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm also a fire wife, um, which, which comes with its own set of challenges. I'm a boy mom. And I would say that about that as well. I have a fur baby. Um, I love my dog. She's so great. And then I just, you guys, I'm a mentor and a leader and a friend and really a friend to all. And I believe so much um, in all aspects of the word. And I just, I just love people and I just want to be your friend. And if God crosses our paths, then I'm all for it. And I can't wait to meet you. What I love one of the things about you, Bridget, is that when you say like, I just want to be your friend, y'all, it's so true. Like at an event or even online, Bridget will just come up to me like, hey, I want to be your friend and let's be friends. And that's how we (laughs) became friends. And so I love that. I think that we need more people who are just like, you know what? Let's be friends. So you're amazing. Um, But I would love right now for us to just take some time and unpack your story. Like what has made you who you are? What's your story, Bridget? Yeah. So one of the really hard things is when I start talking about my story and people are like, oh, I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. And I'm like, well, hold tight, buckle in, guys, because there's a lot to my story and we're going to try to pack it in. okay? but um, one thing that I love that God has revealed to me is that he's already won the victory and we have the freedom. And so I really just try to encourage people with that and bring them hope and encouragement. Um, And we'll talk about my podcast later. But 
I just really love that I get to share that with people, the freedom that he shows and reveals to me, even, even in day it, it, this morning, I was reading a devotion from with my kid this morning and he's showing and revealing things to me. Right. So I really think that one of the greatest things that we can do is just live with our eyes wide open and, and just available for what God wants to show us, because there's so many times we get caught up in the social medias and the videos and the things and that person's story and all these things, but we're not really focused on our own. And for a long time, Emily, over the last year or so, God's been telling me, take care of your four walls. And I'm like, okay, God, like that sounds great. I don't know what that means. And God speaks to us in different ways, you guys. So if you're like audible, like what, what is she talking about? He just, he just kind of tells me in my spirit, in my person, okay, like this is what you need to do. And so I have just really been focusing on um, the people God has brought into my life, obviously my husband and my children, and then those that he kind of has interjected in. And I know that they are walking some kind of journey that's similar to mine. And so I just want to pour into them. And so my story stretches back to childhood. I've experienced um, trauma and abuse and childhood stuff all the way back, all the way until my first marriage. And I was just seeking after something, you guys. I didn't have it filled in an earthly father. My dad and I have a great relationship now, but it wasn't always that way. He didn't abuse my sister and I, but he did abuse my mom. And so thankfully God has redeemed all of that. We all have great relationships. My mom and dad talk now. I mean, that's a story in and of itself, right? And so we don't have time to unpack that, but I can tell you that I've seen so many redemption stories within my own life and it just blesses me to death that I get to watch these things happen. And I've seen blessings in other people's lives because I've just had the privilege of watching it. And I just can't tell you how encouraged I am sometimes when God just reveals things to us. And even in the midst of my own storm, I'm in a personal storm right now in my own household. And God has just been revealing blessings. And you're just like, I am just blown away sometimes by his goodness. And I that's why, and it actually draws me in closer to him. And it does say it in the word that he draws near to you whenever you're in a time of need. And so I want you to know that if you're going through something, don't pull away from God, just lean in closer because he's gonna reveal things to you and dump things on you from heaven, y'all. It comes from heaven. Thank you, Jesus. And he's gonna give you stuff that's gonna help you navigate the things that you're facing. It just reminds me of Jesus being in the boat with his disciples and it's all rocking and the things are crazy and they think they're, don't you care? We're going to die. And Jesus is like, no, calm down. Come on now. You remember I'm the savior, right? Like you don't really know yet, but that's okay. You'll figure it out. And he quiets the stuff and he may not quiet your storm, but he will see you to the other side. And that's the part that they missed in the beginning. He said, we're going to go to the other side. And then the storm happens and they go crazy, right? That's in Mark four for a reference. But I can tell you that I've been in so many storms in my life. And part of my story, you guys, is that in that first marriage, um, my ex-husband actually tried to kill me. And when I say that, people go, wait, what? And I'm like, yeah, I know. Um, it, it was really um, a challenging time. I was in nursing school at the time. And thank you, Jesus, I made it through nursing school. I've been a nurse for 13 years now. And so... <laughs> You know, it, it just never ceases to amaze me how God just does the things that he does and understand that because of what I've been through and I'm a mental health coach 
and I do, I'm a life coach. I do all of these things, right? Because I know the power of Christ and what he's done for me and how you can get through and over and overcome and achieve and find victory and get freedom. You can do all of those things because of what Christ has done for us. There's so many promises in the word of how we can get through those challenges and what that led to. And those experiences led to, um, is me having these things in my body. The trauma has experienced me uh, or has impacted me in a way where it has taken control over my life. I lived with fear for a decade and I didn't know. It just impacted me in ways where my thought processes were mm -hmm. off, my words with other people were off, how I spoke to someone, how I looked at something. I was just seeing everything through the lens of fear and I had no idea. And I knew the verses, you guys, my life verse is tattooed on my shoulder. Isaiah 41, 10, do not fear for I am with you. I can quote you scripture after scripture of God being with us, but I didn't know the impact that it was having on all the things in my life until I, I took the time to go, okay, God, what do I need to do now at this time in this season in my life? It may be a retreat. It may be counseling. It may be, you know, time with a mentor. It may be solitude and solitude is more important than isolation you guys please hear that solitude with god right and so sometimes we need to be sheltered and and taken off like elijah was right he had to go out away from all the things for him to see what god was doing and then he went back and he fought hard you know and we have to be prepared and and we have to put on all of our armor right we don't go into battle with just a helmet on right we got to put on all the pieces and I love that God talks about that, even in his word, right? All the things we need are in his word in Ephesians 6, it talks about that. And so <clears throat> I just want you to know that there's so many times you're going to face something and you're like, I don't know what to do. First of all, pray. And I say, I don't say that flippantly, you guys, I'm serious. Like you have to pray about it. Don't talk about it. Don't go to people about it. Don't do this about it first, right? Pray about it first. And I'm still learning that myself as a 40 year old mom, right? And a wife, I'm still learning that, right? I have to stop and go, all right, God, am I just talking about this or have I prayed, really prayed about this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, really listen, like I said, with open, open ears, because there are worship songs that may come to you. There are scriptures that you could have read 150 times and you read it 151 and you're like, I did not ever see that. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Because. Holy Spirit is constantly revealing things to us, right? <clears throat> and I know that this, you're like, wow, she's, you know, probably come a long way. I have. And let me tell you, let me back up a little bit and let me tell you how people would ask me, how did you get through that without taking medication? Hmm. And I know that can be a touchy subject, but let me say this to you. If you need medication, when you're going through something, go to a provider, talk to them, Talk to them about what you're going through. I'm not saying stay on it forever because I honestly am a person that believes that the Holy Spirit will heal us. God will heal us. He can help us get through things. That's kind of got some mixed emotions with things of topics like that, you guys. But I would encourage you that if it's really bad and it's really hard, then seek the right kind of care to get what you need while you're going through something. I, on the other hand, did not have to take anything. And I thank God for that. I thank God that he just shielded me and protected me in a way when I was going through all of the court hearings and the depositions and all of the things that I had to deal with 
after my ex-husband did what he did to me. It was a scary time and I wasn't sure how I got through it. And I love in the word, excuse me, that it talks about he will, he will speak for us. And I can't exactly quote it right now, but there were so many times that I had to say nothing at all. And the lawyer spoke for me, the judge ruled for me. Guys, I have a story. Emily, if I could hit on this, this would be so impactful. Yeah. During the midst of all of the things that I was going through and the judge that presided over my ex-husband's criminal trial, I did not know at the time, but we actually went to church together and I had no idea. Wow. At the end of this, all of the trial and all of the things at the sentencing hearing, it took two years, you guys, two years to go through depositions, court hearings, all of these things for Mm -hmm. this case. It was insanity. Okay. I don't, honest to God, it was only because of him that I got through it Mm -hmm. and the support have a support system. You need community. Gosh, we could talk Mm -hmm. so much about that too. Right. So when we got to the sentencing hearing, I, as they call, they call you victim, the you, they call you a victim. You have a victim advocate. Um, And I let my victim advocate know. I said, you're not calling me a victim. I am victorious in Christ and you're not calling me a victim. And she was like, all right, heard, <laughs> like, got it. Because I don't, I don't mm. like that. I don't like that that is proclaimed mm. over you. No, like stop saying those things over yourself, right? I was a victim of domestic violence. No, I went through domestic violence, but I am victorious on the other side. That's what Christ mm. does, Okay. So we get to the sentencing hearing and I'm allowed to give a letter to the courts. Okay. As the person that experienced what I did. And if you've gone to the church, I used to go to any length of time, you know, that there are certain things that we say and certain things that are said that you're like, oh, that person goes there with me. Like you just recognize it. Okay. Uh And so I got to say some of those things uh, amongst a lot of things. That was most, one of the most difficult things because my ex was in the room during Mm -hmm. all of this. It was so hard, you guys. I can't even tell you. And long story short, he got the maximum sentencing that he could get. After the sentencing hearing, two to three weeks after that, my husband and I are leaving out of the church we used to go to. And he says, thank you. And he goes out the door. And this gentleman Mm -hmm. was the judge that was at the hearing. And I locked eyes with him and I said, thank you. And it wasn't thank you for the door, you guys. It was thank you for all the things that he did for our family. It wasn't just for me. It was for Mm -hmm. my family. And I started bawling (laughs) because he said, you're welcome. And I was like, (laughs) bawling, right? And my little, my oldest son, he was a little boy at the time. And so, you know, mama, what's Mm -hmm. going on? Are you okay? And to make that full circle, had this conversation with him. And he said, I just want you to know that I, I just, I don't know how these people were so blind to see that you were telling the truth and that all of these things happened to you. And so there's much more to that story, mm-hmm. friends, but I can tell you that God covered me in every single way. And one of the verses I love so much in Exodus 15, verse three, it says, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name because he fights for us. And we majority of the time don't even have to say a word and he fights for us. 
And I love that about God. I love that he loves us that much, right? Mm -hmm. And and I love that we can celebrate even the smallest things, friends. We can celebrate every single day Mm -hmm. that God has given us the victory through Jesus, Mm -hmm. right? We woke up with breath in our lungs. Our limbs can move. Our heart is beating. We're watching this video. We're being encouraged, right? You know, whatever it is, your your child has come home. You know, maybe you've had a child that's been stray, you know, and they've come Mm -hmm. home. Your marriage is restored. Your ma- your mind is sound and full of faith. God says it in his word. He gives us a sound mind. And guys, I know there's so many people facing anxiety and depression and, and mental health issues. And, I, and as a mental health coach, I want you to know that there is hope. There's so much hope in Jesus Christ mm-hmm. because he died for that. Whatever it is you're facing, you have the victory over. The enemy wants to press you down and lie to you and hold you back and tell you that you're not worth something. He's a liar, friends. Mm -hmm. You are so worthy because you are breathing life on this planet, right? God made you and put breath in your lungs. You have a purpose. And so I just, I, there's so much I could say, Emily, but between my marriage and my kids and what God's brought me through and what he's done in my life. I just, there's so much to unpack, but I know that we don't have, you know, hours upon hours here. So you tell me what else you want me to talk about. Wow. I mean, thank you for unpacking your journey and your story for us, Bridget. It truly is remarkable. And the warrior words too, of what happened to us doesn't define us. And we can choose the labels and the words that we walk forward in. And so I love how you claimed like, I am victorious. This happened to me, but I get to move forward victorious. And, and that, that's really beautiful. I also thought of, um, you know, the reference is slipping my mind right now, but we'll include it in the show notes notes. When you talked about the Lord speaking for you, the verse that says, you know, the Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like that two year journey, you just remained still. You trusted God to go before you. And he did all the way down to the very judge who was presiding over the case. Um, so it's incredible. God is so good. And, you know, I, I do want to ask you, so you've given us your story. You've given us some warrior words in the midst of it. So now I want to ask how you would encourage someone else. So we'll kick that question off with, are you a coffee drinker? Cause I don't know oh, that about you. I feel like you, it's a yes. Okay. But. Listen, listen, y'all aren't going to see my cup really well, but this right <laughs> here says with Jesus in her heart and coffee in her hand, she's unstoppable. I love it. That's okay. So what, what's in your, what kind of flavor coffee are you drinking? So I, we have a local roaster here in town. So I order from them because they have a great mission. So I order from them. That's, that's the base guys. You got to start with good coffee. Okay. Yes. And then, um, I change things up a smidge every now and then, but I'm a coconut milk person. Mm -hmm. So I don't do dairy. That's okay. Um, but yeah, little honey sometimes, little okay. flavor sometimes. I got I like Ooh. to mix it up, y'all. If you can tell, I'm I'm one of those people that's just all kind of all over the place and I like no, to I mix, love it. mix things up. <laughs> I love it. So if you were having a cup of coffee with another warrior friend, they're on their own becoming journey, and you're just having coffee and you are encouraging them, yeah. what would you say? Uh, you know, one, I would tell them that I'm sorry that it's happening to them because I know that you need to hear that someone cares that you're going through something. And I do, I do care what people are going through. 
And I would encourage them obviously with scripture because that is what encourages your heart. But I will encourage them and and tell them that they're going to get through it. And, you know, they might not believe it at the time, but I will believe it for them until they believe it. That's one of the things that I love to do for people is to encourage them in a way to let them know that I believe in you and I believe you will get through it. And I love doing that for people because it's so hard to see it sometimes. But I will tell you that one of the most important steps to healing is acknowledging that you're going through something. Acknowledge it. You know what? I'm going through this and it sucks and it's not okay, but I know that God's going to help me. And acknowledging it really opens the pathway and the door for God to come in and see you in your pain, meet you in your pain. You welcome him in to deal with it. It's messy and you know, you're going to cry and it's challenging and it stinks. And you're going to feel like you take 10 steps back and only two forward. It's going to feel like all of that. But knowing that you have the just laser focus of keeping your eyes on Jesus and going, you know what? I'm not going to look at the wind and the waves. I'm going to keep my eyes on him. And really that starts to break away that lens that we see things through, because when we've been hurt, we layer those lenses on and that's all we see the is through the hurt. And so we attack people and not intentionally, but we say things with our words that hurt and we do things that, you know, just do not reveal that we are the person that we say we are because sometimes we'll say that we're this or we're that but then our actions or our words don't prove that and so we don't ever want to do that but I know that when someone is hurting that things are behaviors and words just come out that they never intended and it breaks my heart and it saddens me because I've been there and I know what it's like to speak and act in a way that is not you know what God created you to be because he didn't create us to be hurt people, right? He created us to be um, life-giving and abundant people, gracious people. And so I know that when someone's speaking out of that, I don't ever take it personally. And I'm, I'm speaking from a very real and raw experience that happened this week, Emily, Mm -hmm. that people will speak out of hurt and they are not intending what's happening. And so I try not to turn things inward and you know, and say, oh, they're attacking me. Well, it may seem like it at first and you may actually say that, but then you realize, oh, they are really hurt. And that makes me sad. And so for the person listening to this, that needs to be encouraged, know that if you have someone, maybe you don't have someone right now that you can hold be held accountable to get someone get in a community. I just had a coaching client tell me that she was so scared to take the first step because she's an introvert. But she said, I have to do this if I want to get better. I told her she was so brave. I said, you are so brave to do that. And she started going to church and she started serving. And she's, and even without her husband, I was like, you are so, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> like I was, I just cheering her on you guys. And so Just know that taking that first step can be so scary sometimes, but don't let the enemy lie to you and keep the fear over your head. You know what? I love, I love it. It's so funny to me when people say, oh, I punched the enemy in his face. And I'm like, no, I kick him in his teeth because he's under my feet. 
because that is where he is. He's under my feet. I have authority mm. in Christ and the power of God to tell him and rebuke him and tell him to go away. And I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to do this thing that God has asked me to do. And if, even if that is turning off an alarm and getting out of bed, you guys, right. Celebrate that. If you put your feet on the floor and made the enemy tremble again, good for you, right? Because we have to fight back. He is always trying to be seeking around the, the world whom he may devour, right? And you tell him not today, Satan. No, 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 not today, right? Because we don't have time for that. And you're like, wow, I don't even know how I'm going to get there. You will. You will get there. And I'm going to tell you that is one way, like get a coach, a mentor, a leader, someone that can help encourage you because he's not welcome. He's not welcome in your home, in your life, in your mind, in your heart, anywhere around your children, your spouse, your partner, whoever it is, he's not welcome there. Oh man, look at those warrior words. Let's go, Bridget. I love it. You know, you you shared too that you are a coach. I know you have a podcast um, and you have incredible things that you are sharing on social media through your website. So if somebody was like, I really want to connect with Bridget, I heard she has clients, like where can people go to learn more about you and continue to follow your journey? Thank you, Emily. Yeah, the best place is to go to my website. I do have all the resources for free downloads, resources for my podcast, but it's in the lightcoach.live. And I know people go live, what, live, what? And I go, yes, live in Christ. That's what I do. So mm -hmm. in the lightcoach.live. Mm -hmm. And again, resource page there. You can find my podcast coaching to sign up with me. You get a free 60 minute call with me just to test it out and see if I am your coach. And so maybe you're like, you already know that. Well, then go just go sign up then. But I do offer that because really, and guys, I'm not one of these coaches that's like, okay, tell me about yourself. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I'm telling you, you see me, I deep dive. All right. I ask you the hard questions. All right. Where are you at right now? Do you know that you're hurting? You know, I ask you those things because if you don't spearhead it and, and come at it, strong and with the power of Christ, mm -hmm. it's just going to keep overcoming your life and overwhelming your life. And you don't need that. We don't do overwhelm friends. Let's, let's get rid of that stuff, right? Like the, the, the world wants us doing that. We don't need to do that. We need to fight back with the power of Christ. Mm, that is so good. Thank you for sharing Bridget. You know, do you have time for one more question that I would love to get? Okay. So we've talked through a couple next steps. And I think first and foremost, maybe you've heard Bridget share today about having a relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, like literally DM Bridget, DM me, we would love to talk with you more and introduce you to God. Um, but also I heard you mention two other things. So one, when we're talking about mental health, I love how you highlighted, like if you're in a spot where you need to go see a doctor, go see a doctor, take your best next step. Then we also heard in your story about being in an abusive, toxic, harmful relationship. So I don't want to leave today's interview with someone potentially watching, hearing that and saying like, I'm there and I see Bridget on the other side, but I don't know how to move forward or I feel mm -hmm. too afraid to take a step. So for the woman who is in an abusive relationship right now, who's afraid to take a step forward, how would you encourage her to take a step? to find safety? What should she do? Yeah, that's a really great question, Emily. And thanks for asking that. Yeah. And, and I can tell you based on my experience and I'm a registered nurse as well, you guys. And so here's the thing. 
if you are hurting, if you are being abused, then I need you to one, pray about it, make a plan. Okay. Write some stuff out, type it in a phone, put it in a hidden note, private note, keep that somewhere safe, maybe in a purse pocket, wallet pocket, something. If you write, actually write it out on a piece of paper, have a plan, but there are local shelters. Okay. That you can go to. Maybe that seems scary to you, but I can tell you that I, just had a conversation with a woman with three children that was in a shelter because she had to go somewhere safe. And she said it was the best decision that she made for her and her children. She said it was a little scary because she, it was new and she didn't want to go and she wasn't sure how it would work out, but she was thankful that she took the courageous step forward and went to this shelter. And, you know, maybe you have a family member's home that you can go to, which would be even more beneficial, right, to be around family. So talk, have the conversations, you know, if you can't say something, write it out, you know, and then there are um, hotlines and I don't have that right now, Emily, off the top of my head, but there are hotlines that you can call if you're in danger there are features on your phone if you're stuck in a situation where you can just really quickly, yeah. you know, pulse your phone or however you have it and look into those settings. Even yeah. someone that that doesn't have this going on, look at your settings and see what your emergency settings are for your phone so you can make those quick phone calls or send the mm -hmm. text out. We have a local number in our community that we can text and tell someone that we're in trouble if you're hidden mm -hmm. somewhere or something's not safe. And so look into all of those ways that you can get help. Mm -hmm. And I would just encourage you to ask God for the strength to and bravery and courage to take the first step because you have to get out. That's one of the most important things is to get out because you're just going to keep getting hurt and you can't heal from that. And it's not good if, especially if you have children, you have to, you have to get a way out. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Bridget. You know, I love how you highlighted one, talk to God. If you don't have a relationship with him, please DM either Bridget or myself, then you make a plan. And this is what our first responders are trained to step in and help you. So calling 911, calling the hotline, mm -hmm. finding a shelter. If you're not even sure where to look for that, you can call a local church. Most local churches yes. do have all of those contacts for nonprofits and can mm -hmm. point you in the right direction as well. But also just calling our first responders, they will guide you through the process. You don't have yeah. to figure out every step because that can feel overwhelming and daunting mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. um, so there are steps, but to find freedom, to walk in the victory that Bridget coaches us in, you have to take that first step. Yeah. And so stomp on that fear. Don't just punch it in the face, <laughs> as right. Bridget said, and then take your step forward. Um, Bridget, as we wrap up your Becoming story today, is there anything else that you would like to share or a resource that you want to point people to? I would tell you this, that everyone has a journey that they're traveling and it may be messy and hard like mine was for a period of time and even still is sometimes today, right? And so just be kind to one another, love one another is what Christ commands us because we just don't know what someone is facing. And while they may look pretty and put together on the outside, that doesn't mean that they're not going through something that's hurting and they're trying to heal from. And so just be kind with your words, you know, put on that love and compassion that Christ tells mm -hmm. us to do. Um, and I offer free resources on my website. So go to my website and, off and get those re free resources and be on the lookout for my ebook because I'm working on that right now. 
So exciting. I am so pumped for your ebook. That's amazing. And thank you for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming with us. You are so just inspiring and encouraging. And um, you're an encouragement to me on my becoming journey. So thanks for investing in us today, Bridget. And um, I just love you and I'm cheering you on big time. Warrior friend, you're amazing. Thank you. It was an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Becoming Me podcast. If this episode connected and resonated with you, we would love to see your experience. So snap a photo of this episode and share on social media. Don't forget to tag us by tagging at Emily B. Cummins. Learn more about becomingme.tv and find more resources at becomingme.tv.